What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Mr. C from The Sea Report, and I'm stopping in for just a sec to encourage you guys to head over to thecereport.com. At thecereport.com, you can get more information on The Sea Report, check out episode resources, follow our blog and get new articles every week, join our mailing list, and stay abreast on the latest news and information. That's right, head on over to thecereport.com, that's www.thecereport.com, and be sure to follow us on our social medias, Truth Social, Rumble, Twitch, Clout Hub, and Pilt.net. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, cut me uh, wiping my mouth there. How y'all doing tonight, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another fresh episode of The Sea Report. Coming to you live on this Wednesday, 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 October 12th, 2022. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Mr. C. And uh, I thank you all for being here. And for all of you who will catch a replay a little later on, uh, we are live at Rumble, the Foxhole, Pilled, Odyssey, Trovo, Clout Hub, and Twitch tonight. And uh, glad for you all to join us. Got a good show ahead for you all today. It's going to be a light show this evening, ladies and gentlemen, because you know, Wednesday is my heavy day here at Mr. CTV. So uh, we got uh, This Is News coming up after this at 10 p.m. But that doesn't mean uh, that uh, it won't be information worth, uh, not worth listening to. Absolutely. We got light night, but uh, absolutely vital information, guys. So uh, we'll pop into that uh, pretty quickly then. Again, hope you guys are doing well out there. You know, come to think about it, because I already kind of knew what I was going to be getting into tonight. I did not even think to really peruse all of the headlines going on out there. You know, of course, we have, um, well, we got uh, the Igor Danchenko trial going on. Uh, we got some Alex Jones stuff going on. Man, they really put him on the hook, you know. Uh, just a real brief thought on that, man, like chill factor, right? Can you say like, you know, because back in the day, whenever he was initially censored, you know, after Hillary Clinton made her dark heart comment, uh, I was like, well, you know, basically Hillary's trying to show you if she can take down Jones, she could take down anyone. 
You know, I mean, because I mean, he is the tip of the top, the cream of the crop, the head of the spear, right? You know, I mean, naturally, there are arguments and points of view like uh, that. Uh, well, let's just say they differ from uh, those uh, solid narratives burned so deeply and ingrained in the hearts of uh, patriotic Americans everywhere um, who've listened to his shows throughout the decades, dare I say, right? Whoa, I just aged myself. No, I didn't. I didn't tell you when I started listening to him and when I stopped. Actually, when he was censored, pretty much that's when I stopped. But, you know, with nearly a billion dollar price tag on that lawsuit against him, I mean, where are they going to stop? A billion dollars, y'all, for free speech that hurt the families. Yeah, I get, I mean, you know, I get the families wanting their privacy, but ultimately, I mean, I guess... What is this? Uh, um, I mean, to me, that's more like weaponizing uh, the media or, you know, imparting a weapon against free speech. I don't know. I mean, he didn't yell fire in a theater. He didn't yell bomb on a plane. He didn't incite a riot. I mean, you know, like the same thing that they're trying to blame President Trump for. Uh, he didn't kill anyone. I mean, I would dare say anyone who comes across this uh this live stream and podcast uh in the future who's done any bit of searching into that issue with mr jones and why he went to court now i'm not going to get into any of the other stuff right i'm not going to get into him you know i'm not going to get into any of the other stuff okay but let's just talk about free speech right now. I, I, you guys already know where I stand on Jones. Okay. Anyway, so I don't need to get into it. Why, why belabor the point? Okay. But, but ladies and gentlemen, anyone who saw video footage, documentaries, read paper, happens to see firsthand footage and, you know, uh, documentation of, you know, like, like, like that one moment, I'm sure most of y'all saw this. I'm assuming, but I think it's an educated assumption, right? Uh, that one clip where you had two of the parents over at, I'm just gonna say it, Sandy Hook, right? He's on the hook for, uh, Jones is on the hook for a billion dollars. Now I'm just gonna talk some common sense. Okay. That one clip of the parents who were on the news and I guess they didn't realize the cameras were live and they were just joking and laughing and having a gay old time. You know, maybe not as gay as Bear County Court 13 Judge Rosie Speedland Gonzalez, right? But they were having a pretty gay time. And when they realized the cameras were rolling, boy, they were faker than uh, Paris Hilton changing her voice from deep and raunchy to soft and sweet. Like they went from Tears of laughter to tears of, I mean, yeah, tears of laughter to tears of pain and terror in like two seconds, which I might add, they did not turn off and turn on their emotions. Where do they get these actors, right? <laughs> they could not even play it off, guys. It was blatant. It was obvious. It seemed something fishy. Okay, so I'm just saying the common sense matter. Now, anything else that's going on in that regard, well, that's a show for another occasion, y'all. 
my point here is that when someone is being charged nearly a billion dollars for speaking their mind, hmm, I mean, it's just a chilling effect. You know, it's just a chilling effect. Where does it end, right? Uh, let me guess, the higher our inflation goes and the more money they print, well, they can just charge people more and more and more because even the crooks and the bad guys know that they're not getting their full value out of whatever they would have charged uh, an alleged crime. I mean, when something's wrong and something's right, you gotta, you've got to toe the line of integrity. And regardless of how you feel about the person, I think personally, a billion dollars is excessive for that type of a trial, for whatever, you know, because I didn't even follow the trial. I know what the whole, you know, gist was, but you know, ridiculous. I'm just saying a billion dollars. That's a lot of money. Anyway, so that was going on, ladies and gentlemen, uh, apparently out there and today. But uh, don't let me get on for too long, y'all, because we're going to talk uh, voter GA tonight. Voter GA uh, going to court tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one of their, I think it was about five trials, five uh, uh, hearings uh, coming up. Uh, this one uh, first is set for mañana, that is uh, Spanish for tomorrow. And uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that, guys. We got a uh, pretty, pretty, I would say a damn good, actually, a damn good new press release from Voter GA uh, that challenges the fake news narrative of the big lined election fraud. So we'll uh, we'll share that tonight, guys, because, again, you know, uh, we have someone who is compiled in a succinct and neat package information that we can use as uh, truth seekers and truth bearers as um, ammunition and uh, just good energy to fight the lies and the deceit and the darkness, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, definitely we are going to go over that because I think actually, I mean, I can't thank, uh, I can't thank Mr. Favorito and the voter GA enough for compiling, but you'll see, you'll see guys, it is Pretty thorough, guys. It's thorough, thorough, thorough. Like, I got to skim through most of it. And uh, I'm like, wow, this is awesome. You know, I mean, uh, well, we'll share it in just a little bit. And then uh, we'll close the night off uh, getting into Ukraine and Russia. Just like I promised last night, uh, we kind of rounded off last night's show mentioning some of the things. So we'll talk about the Elon Musk and Lindsey Graham fiasco, because let's just face it, ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly what it is. It's a fiasco. It is a fiasco. And, you know, I mean, this is this is a dated showdown between Graham and Musk. I think it's probably almost about a week old by now. But there was just so much that was being said and going on in that tweet battle between uh, Elon Musk and Lindsey, flimsy Lindsey Graham. And, uh, you know, even uh, other, other folks got involved in it, like Cat Turd. And uh, I think Mike Cernovich had some stuff to say, too. Anyhow, guys, well, we won't read... Mike Cernovich or Cat Turds. We'll focus more on Graham and we'll focus more on, uh, we'll focus more on Musk. Sorry guys, I know we have Cat Turd, uh, Cat Turd uh, fans out there in the audience, but uh, well, maybe we'll, we'll get a cameo in. How about that? And uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. And then of course, uh, you know, everything that's going on, uh, just the ex escalation, escalation of war, it seems like, I mean, now I would use a word like war. <laughs> 
Although Russia is still opting to use the phrase special military operation, hey, I'm totally fine with that. Um, but uh, in any regard, you know, between uh, what happened on the Crimean bridge, what happened with the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, can't you just see the uh, the ticker tape just extending and extending? Can't you just see the list of grievances growing? Okay, do you guys recall how we got here with Ukraine and Russia? Okay, Putin had a list of grievances, okay? And uh, when no one paid attention to addressed those grievances, well, he just went ahead. <laughs> and decided to take matters into his own hands. I mean, isn't that what the people do when our grievances are not addressed? Um, now, of course, the Western media, okay, and of course, uh, fake news media, international, and I say Western, I'm not just talking about America, you know, we're talking European Union, and anywhere these uh, fake propagandist mockingbird venues for supposed news and information are located and whomever their affiliates are, you know, ladies and gentlemen. In that regard, you know, they'll uh, continue to say, oh, no, 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 no. You, you know, you know the, uh, you know the score, ladies and gentlemen, you know exactly what they say. Uh, in regard to Putin and Ukraine, we've got to protect Ukraine and the Nazis and we've got to kill Putin. Well, okay, the media might not say kill Putin, but they will spill out dozens and dozens of articles about mutinies and about coups and about assassination attempts. And I don't doubt that there have been some attempts, if probably several, I wouldn't doubt, but I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't look for that type of information, you know? So, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. You know, there's like, there's a resurgence of like the Nazi information that seems to be coming in another wave, right? But I mean, I also heard, well, you know, there was an article that I think uh, I saw over at either RT or Sputnik, uh, where they showed a photograph of a guy, uh, one of the uh, Ukrainian armed forces, uh, who was, I guess, talking about one of the recent occurrences, and uh, was seen wearing like, um, like jewelry that had like, you know, swastika on it and stuff like that. So that was one piece of evidence. But anyhow, guys, so well, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, go the gambit tonight on those two topics. Nothing too heavy. It's Wednesday night. We already had a great show this afternoon over at Lone Star News talking about uh, crooked judges and elected officials in the uh, Texas area. So tonight uh, we'll talk a little bit about that stuff. The aforementioned voter GA story and the uh, Russia-Ukraine matter. Just to get into it, guys, a little and for a little. Hey, Relanon, what's going on, sir? Thank you so much for the 117 gold pills. And Sean Joe, buddy, thank you so much for the cookie. Appreciate you guys very much. Alrighty then, let's go ahead and get underway with a uh, statement from President Trump. We only had one today. He must be very, very busy behind the scenes, ladies and gentlemen, because... Uh, well, I mean, aside from uh, retruthing and sharing stories and uh, other truths, you know, not too many statements. Uh, I might have to pop on over to uh, Liz Harrington's account or maybe visit one of his websites and see if there's another data stream I might be missing. 
But all in all, we have the uh, we have the classic Save America from the desk of President Trump. Um, stationary for tonight. <laughs> Header. Okay, guys, let's take a gander. We got for us at this moment an endorsement from President Trump. Goes this way. Mike Lee is an outstanding senator who has been abused in an unprecedented way by a fellow Republican senator from his own state. Something which rarely has happened in political history. Such an event would only be understandable if Mike did not perform his duties as a United States senator. But he has, and he has performed them well. Mitt Romney. How could I have figured it was going to be Mitt Romney? -o? Mitt Romney is the junior senator from the great state of Utah, which I won twice in a landslide, once by beating the candidate, Evan McMuffin McMullen, <laughs> who is currently running against Senator Lee. McMuffin does not represent the values of Utah, but neither, as you will see in two years, does Mitt Romney. Oh, my uh, gracious President Trump. Some of us have seen this in Mitt Romney for quite some time. And those who can see even further see it in Romney McDaniels as well. You know, the head of the RNC. Anyways, back to the statement from President Trump. McMuffin does not represent the values of Utah, but neither, as you will see in two years, does Mitt Romney, who refuses to endorse his fellow Republican Senator Mike Lee. Mike should now accept that fact and go on to win a race against a man who should have, based on his failed career as a politician, and no chance of winning. Mike Lee is outstanding and has my complete and total endorsement. Mitt Romney and uh, Evan McMuffin can count on the fact that they will never have my endorsement. All right. So, plenty of endorsements, a few retracted endorsements, plenty of double and triple endorsements, and now we have a promise of no endorsement times two. <laughs> well, thank goodness for that. But uh, I think that's something we all probably would have expected. Yeah, really? Endorse Mittens Romney? No, thank you. There's never a good day to endorse a man like that, ladies and gentlemen. All right, guys, let's get into our first story for tonight. Let's talk a little bit about Voter GA. So uh, as we shared with you guys on Monday, uh, Voter GA will be in court tomorrow, uh, October 10th. Uh, sorry, October 13th. Monday was the 10th. October 13th, 2022, 10.30 a.m., ladies and gentlemen, in Fulton County, as uh, one of their uh, handful of um, lawsuits or election challenges will be heard before a judge in the court of law. That is the Fulton County Superior Court, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, actually, you know, um, Mr. Favorito over at Voter GA had been putting out some videos. He put, actually put a new one out today. So we'll look at that. You know, just uh, extending an invitation to uh, the people of Fulton County, the people of Georgia, or those who are, are interested in election integrity, uh, who would stand with Voter GA in court to represent, uh, you know, uh, a unified body of the community and concerned citizens over what happened in Georgia's primaries. 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, I've said it forever and a day here at the Sea Report that the state of Georgia could have most definitely been decertified long ago. If not for all of the information that came out of um, out of uh, Fulton County on November 3 plus 5 or 6, 2020, about the severe mismanagement of uh, the election SOPs, the severe lack of chain of custody, you know, uh, the uh, footage that... Uh, Secretary of Snakes Brad Raffensperger has labeled a uh, urban myth, pulling out uh, suitcases of ballots from under a table at, you know, midnight. That's an urban legend, says Brad Raffensperger, and then goes on to talk about it, uh, I think under oath. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I mean, you someone needs to find all of the, you know, I'll find them, all the quotes of Brad Raffensperger saying, that the footage of Wandrea Shea Moss and Ruby Freeman pulling out ballots from under the table is an urban legend. I will find them and we'll debunk it again. We'll just, we'll have a rehash, right? Because I've already done it here before <laughs> at least once at the Sea Report. But anyways, yeah, it's always good to keep these, um, these details and individual instances of election fraud, you know, lack of security, it's always good to keep them front of mind. You never know which detail is going to trigger something, you know. So not for a, uh, a lack of, uh, you know, redundancy, but, you know, repetitiveness, guys, you know, repetitiveness, habits and memory, mm-hmm, right? That way we're well prepared and well equipped to step out into the field and face our challengers, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I'm talking about. Most definitely, y'all. So uh, let's see here. Let's take a look at the information for tomorrow's um, proceedings. Uh, here is a media advisory from Voter GA, ladies and gentlemen. Goes on to say, a hearing set for Fulton School Board election challenge. Uh, the Fulton School Board District 7 cha uh, election challenge for the May 24th, 2022 primary will be heard by Judge David Emerson. This is the race where withdrawn candidate Linda Arnold received 3,317 votes without her name ever being printed on the ballot. It will be held uh, Thursday, October 13th, 2022, 10.30 a.m., Fulton County Superior Court, room 9J, 136 Prior Street, Atlanta, 30303. So, uh, interesting, huh? So, you know, like I said, Georgia, if not for uh, all the uh, severe mismanagement on election night plus six or five or 10 or whatever it was, you know, they're trying to make it election month, right? Anyways, if not for that, for all of the hard work, independent grassroots organizations in Georgia have done, and I would definitely put voter GA at the tip of that spear, ladies and gentlemen, if the judiciary were not corrupt, in the state of Georgia, if the legislature were not corrupt, 
in the state of Georgia. If the executive were not corrupt in the state of Georgia, Georgia would have decertified 2020 a long time ago. They would have been among the first because uh, we had um, organizations like Voter GA on the ground even before the uh, Arizona full forensic audit took place. And that's not to discredit that audit. You see how all of these concerned citizens, Americans who just want their elections to be exactly what they're supposed to be, secure, fair, free, independent of federal uh, involvement, dependable, reliable, heck, honorable. That's all we're asking for. That's all Voter GA is asking for. To have elections we can stand behind 100%, if not more so, if they'll take the extra percentages, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you. So Voter GA discovers, well, they've listed so many discrepancies. Like I said, this uh, hearing happening tomorrow is the first of, um, I believe, five, four or five that they have already coming up. Now, uh, as this one said here, uh, Voter GA presented an election night graphic showing Georgia's voting system allocated 3,317 votes to a Fulton County School Board District 7 candidate who was not on the ballot. The same graphic showed candidate Phil Chen with zero votes at 10-12 on election night, even though he actually received 49.7% of the vote. Chen has challenged the outcome of that contest. That's pretty crazy, guys. And that's not the only one. Now, we had people, and when I say we, I don't mean like me, like my people, but, you know, in Georgia, they had people on the ground. I would say most of them representatives of Voter GA at the precincts on election night. And because they were there and they were uh, viewing the proceedings, they were able to make challenges. In one instance, they got a... Uh, a recount on election night, you know, I mean, that's good for them in Texas. They're trying to make it to where we cannot touch our ballots until two years. Okay. Ridiculous. Right. That's our property. Rescind the private information. Okay. That's all you have to do. Or is that too much work for people who are paid on taxpayer money? That's what I want to know. So, you know, we had this instance, and so that's what they're going to trial over tomorrow at vote at uh, in uh, Fulton County, at the Fulton County Superior Court, over this particular case. But look at what else, just, to, just as a refresher to you all. Uh, Voter GA also added more detail about the problems in the DeKalb District 2 Commission race, where a hand count audit determined that the Dominion Democracy Suite 5.5 voting system shifted 
thousands of election day votes from one candidate to another and selected the wrong winners to face each other in a runoff. They presented excerpts from a letter written to the DeKalb County Board of Elections by Voter GA co-founder Garland Favorito. It explained a variety of reasons that the irregularities uh, found could not be solely attributed to a candidate alignment error after one candidate withdrew from the race. The massive discrepancies also appear to be attributable to a Dominion system counting error. Now, you guys might notice just in these two cases, we have the uh, Fulton County School Board case. We have the DeKalb County District 2 Commission's case, Commissioner's Race case. What is, what is one of the concurrent themes here, ladies and gentlemen? What is one of the concurrent themes? Voting machines. Voting machines. That's your concurrent theme. Oh, we ain't afraid to say Dominion around here. No voting machine system will have Dominion over my rights, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, whomever hired or employed or contracted or forced Dominion to do what they're doing with their software, whoever's behind that, ladies and gentlemen, because ultimately a corporation and a, a voting machine is just a thing. Someone had to program it and there had to be intention coming from somewhere. So whoever did that, maybe we should ask Hader Garcia down in, uh, down in, was it Tarrant County, Texas? Or is it Dallas County, Texas? Hader Garcia, or is it Collin County? Either way, Hader Garcia. I mean, you know, he's, he's running elections. Oh, you know, it's, it's Tarrant, I believe. He's running elections there. And we're talking about a former executive for Smartmatic voting systems in Venezuela, where this entire voting system mess originated. But no one knows who the main, uh, the main name is behind the business, behind the, the whole thing, because it's, uh, what? it's within a shell corporation, within a shell corporation, within a shell corporation, within a shell. No one knows where the original uh, I, um, IP is, intellectual property owner of the actual software, which then made its way into other voting systems and uh, the rest is history, ladies and gentlemen. Voting machines, okay. So this comes out in uh, Voter Voter GA's press release talks about that as well. I'll, I'll just share this last one with you guys. And this has nothing to even do with the fourth one, which is his challenge to Secretary of Snake's Raffenber Raffensperger's election. But we have, uh, or his race, uh, we also had the uh, Cobb County Vining Cityhood. Now they actually performed a hand count here, guys. They actually performed a hand count. The team monitored a majority of those election day ballots in the Vining's 04 precinct that were being hand counted. The monitoring team decided to vote to count the votes of incumbent Republican Secretary of State Raffensperger. Oh, it is this one. Yep. So it did that. They did that while the cityhood count was in progress. Uh, the methodology is documented in Mr. Favorito's affidavit. The team found that Secretary Raffensperger received about 53% of the Republican Election Day votes for the Secretary of State in that precinct. That would be in line with the statewide voting percentages that enabled him to avoid a runoff, except that the Dominion voting system awarded Raffensperger 68.4%. So hand count shows 53%. 
Dominion voting systems show 68.4%. Same votes. Thus, the Dominion software attributed 15% more votes to Raffensperger's totals than the actual ballots. So um, Garland Favorito is quoted to say, uh, we are concerned that the algorithm that appears to be adding unearned votes to Raffensperger's total is running statewide. It is imperative that the Secretary of State race be audited in all counties. That is why we filed open records requests to get an independent copy of the ballots in all counties so we can verify the electronic results. So as I said before, ladies and gentlemen, if Georgia did not have a corrupt judicial, if Georgia did not have a corrupt legislative, if Georgia did not have a corrupt executive, they probably would have decertified 2020 a long time ago. They probably would have been the first. They were the first on my list for a long time. But that unfortunately uh, dropped off and dropped off and dropped off and dropped off and dropped off. And Voter GA is still fighting for election integrity across the state of Georgia, ultimately across America. Big picture. Big picture, right? All right, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and play the uh, latest uh, invitation from Voter GA for those in Fulton Can County in Georgia, in Atlanta, anywhere in the state of Georgia or anyone who's interested or anyone who would like to show their support uh, and stand with them in court. Uh, as again, those proceedings will be occurring tomorrow. Uh, if I can get a feed, I'll probably do a live stream kind of uh, viewing of the uh, proceedings, y'all, just so you're aware. 10.30 a.m. Whew, I'm going to need to get me some coffee for tomorrow because that'll put me about 9.30 here in Texas, guys. So 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. So uh, we'll go live around 9.30 here. Probably just a straight viewing, guys. Uh, no commentary. That way it's a nice, neat, uh, watchable, viewable package and... Uh, we'll see how it goes, you know, we'll see how it goes, guys. And uh, we'll get to the bottom of this, no matter who's on top, right? One of my favorite cliche sayings. All right. And uh, real quick, hey, Sassy Q, pew, 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 what's going on, Sassy Q? Good to hear your voice, and I love your news and laughs. Oh, thank you, sweetie. Much love to you as well. Oh, love you. <laughs> I love you, your news. <laughs> Awesome. Glad to have you with us tonight. Uh, uh, R3VGA. Oh, are you a Georgia resident? Uh, ESNS is in Alabama, surrounded by at least a thousand military defense contractors. We use ESNS in uh, Texas as well, uh, dear friend. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the audience, by the way. Um, probably the same with Pro VNV. Uh, let's see here. And uh, same people behind Obama is behind Abrams. Absolutely. All of those, all of those statements. Well, you know, that's interesting. Surrounded by military defense contractors. So that's in Alabama, huh? Are there any like uh, reference articles or information? Like, I mean, that's important, guys. We're talking about military defense contractors. I cannot stand military defense. Those that that business that should be illegal, guys. 
ain't no way that people should be able to have a, a legal business where killing and mercenary work. I don't care what part of the world is on is, is uh, freaking legal. It's immoral. It's unethical. It's killing for money. I know people do that all around the world, but you know what? We don't have to of officialize it by allowing companies to run this type of work. Anyways, I mean, an independent and uh, well-prepared and armed militia is totally different. And I'm sure you all agree from a uh, military contractor. But you know, military contractor, ladies and gentlemen, military contractor, uh, we, DHS is in elections like in Ohio. We just found that out last night and uh, probably in more states and counties across the nation. I mean, they were in uh, Fulton County. They were in Georgia back in 2016, DHS was busted. Anyhow. Uh, but yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah, we use ESNS here in Texas as well. And uh, we uh, went through a couple of lawsuits um, recently on Lone Star News. Uh, was it Rev GA? We went through a couple of lawsuits over at Lone Star News. That's our Texas um, Texas uh, News and Current Events show. And, uh, and man, they just spilled all of the beans, all of the dirty water on ESNS and uh, Voter GA. And I'd recommend you check it out, or you know, I can maybe I can forward you a link if you're interested. Over DM you over at Pilled. Uh, Rev GA, if you if you DM over there, because you can use that information in your state, or you can you can pass that information along to uh, people who share the information. That's basically what this is all about, guys. You know, hit that repost button. You know, it's the little circle button underneath the red pill over there at Pilled and Foxhole. Let everyone know where you're hanging out, and uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, spread the word. You know, you don't even need to share links from my work. You don't even need to share my face. Don't even tell them about the C report. Just share the information, guys. Or, you know, even better yet. I know, right? I just keep adding more and more and more. Even better yet. Get your, you know, get your information and, and suss it out, you know? Like, if it's, if it's a topic that is, like, particularly of interest to you or the one that you feel is very imperative, I mean, it is through the spreading of information. You know, if you trust your source and your gut and, uh, you know, just spread the word. I appreciate that, Sean Joe. We tune in for your commentary. I thank you, sir. Um, hey, Philly Q, what's up? Lurking and a working. Don't work too hard, my friend. And Alabama is big with the space program. Yeah, well, we got Space Force, right? Over in Alabama. All right, guys. So uh, here's the video. I apologize. I kind of went on a little rant. Let's uh, check this out again. This uh, video is an invitation from Voter GA for uh, supporters of election integrity to stand with them in court tomorrow as they uh, challenge the Fulton County School Board elections for the 2022 primaries. On October 13th at 10.30 a.m., I'm hoping you will walk through these doors with us. Like you, Voter GA has been fighting to secure our elections. The Fulton County Superior Court will hear our case involving over 3,300 votes cast in a Fulton School Board race for someone who was not even on the ballot. How does that happen? Supporting our efforts by staying with us 
inside courtroom 9J at the Lewis R. Slayton Courthouse will help assure election fraud, errors, irregularities, and illegalities are judged this time by the law. I'm Garland Favorito with Voter GA. I hope to see you there. Alrighty, guys. Very, very uh, succinct, concise, informational, and welcoming invitation there. So, all right, guys. And, uh, you know, as soon as uh, I get word, I mean, again, because we'll be most likely if I can get the feed, because I checked out a link to the feed earlier and uh, it, I don't know, maybe they weren't broadcasting, but there was audio coming from it. So we'll, we'll figure it out by tomorrow, whether or not we'll be on uh, to show up. As soon as I get information on uh, how the court rules or how the challenge is uh, observed, uh, we will see what's up. Thank you for the awesome. You are awesome, Rev GA. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Oh, man. I mean, this is important stuff to know. Spread the information, right? Spread the information. Thank you again, sir. Sir or ma'am. Awesomeness. Okay, cool. All right, y'all. Moving right along. Oh, it's that big lie. But you know, this picture is actually the big lie, ladies and gentlemen. This photograph is actually the big lie. That's what's up there. That's what's up, period, guys. It's a big lie. <laughs> So um, Voter GA uh, released a uh, released a press release, ladies and gentlemen. A Voter GA uh, recently issued a press release. There we go. That sounds better. Um, addressing this uh, very issue, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, not for nothing. How many times have we shared stories with you, engaged in stories ourselves? Search the internet, done our own research, accidentally put on, uh, you know, fake news media. And what are they talking about? The big lie. I mean, this was their call to arms, you know. Somehow, uh, this catchphrase here intermarried with, like, uh, the fear of COVID 19. <laughs> And uh, it became a monster on its own that, you know, talking about free speech, right? Hopefully, hopefully there will be some accountability because after all, who is the one who is lying here? Now, with all of the investigation, Rev GA Lady, Thank you so much, ma'am. I will never forget, but <laughs> thank you again for the, the links uh, you placed in the chat. Much appreciated. Definitely going to check those out. Uh, but as I was saying, ladies and gentlemen, you know, with uh, all the things that were going on in the media, lying about um, election fraud, and not only that, but weaponizing it against a duly elected president, utilizing it as a cover for their theft and fraud. I mean, if you think, I mean, we say theft and fraud, guys, but if they knowingly, willingly 
and intentionally stole an election as all of the evidence that has um, piled up would suggest and all of the evidence listed that we will take a gander at in just a minute. With all of that going on, guys, weaponizing against a duly elected president, it's got to be bigger than fraud and bigger than theft. I mean, treason. Ladies and gentlemen, it was organized. We had the same types of activities happening in precincts and counties, in cities and states across the nation. What are the odds that the same types of fraud, now not all of them were utilized in every area, but, you know, I can, I can with full confidence say more than a dozen to two dozen ways that they employed fraud and theft in order to carry out their own big lie, which is that Joe Biden is the president of the United States of America. That's the big lie. Honestly, I think, yeah, Joe Biden is the president. That's a big lie. A big lie. The biggest lie. So, y'all, I appreciate that uh, Voter GA compiled a list of evidence. And uh, we're going to take a look at that. And I'm going to share it with you guys because I could tell you, based on this list, this took some time to compile, y'all. And again, in this um, age of excessive information where um, we as a race are truly learning how to hone and refine our discernment and judgment skills in regards to information, maybe that's what this information overload has been about the entire time, ladies and gentlemen about evolving our sense of uh, perception and judgment and uh, discernment. Maybe we're here to sharpen the knives of our uh, fine eye, inner eye, not third eye, guys. I didn't say third eye, I said inner eye. You know, your discernment, your gut feeling, your sixth sense, not dead people's sixth sense. Anyhow. So um, let's take a look at this list, guys. And it needs to be read because people need to hear this. Because every time someone says there's no such thing as election fraud, and every time someone says, just like we played that MSDNC clip the other night where they're like, and all of this, and there was never any evidence. Still lying. There was never any evidence. When an entire nation is ripped off, not only of its duly elected president, and I get it, not everyone in the nation voted for the person, but it's not just about the office of the presidency. Our vote is literally representative of our freedom and liberty. It is our First Amendment. It's, it's a function of our First Amendment, ladies and gentlemen. But literally, people around the world 
envy and covet the American vote because of what it represents. But if votes are not secure, if votes are not lawful, and if votes are not fair, do we have liberty or are we just living in a lie ourselves? The big lie is Americans are free. Is that the big lie, ladies and gentlemen? The big lie is Americans have real, true freedom. The big lie is that uh, the Constitution still stands exactly as it was intended and uh, American politicians follow it to the T and observe their oath. That's the big lie. Let's take a look at um, this release from Voter GA, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll head into the second portion of our show after which... But this is, again, guys, in this age of uh, excessive information, ammunition, and uh, I definitely do um, appreciate Voter GA getting this together. Who says that there was no election, a 2020 election fraud? As evidence of 2020 election fraud, errors and irregularities continue to mount. Many in the national fake news media have constantly been forced to revise their false dialogue. Since the election, their claims have been softened from there is no evidence of election fraud to there is no widespread claims or evidence of election fraud to there is no widespread evidence of election fraud that could alter the presidential race results. Those are like almost seasonal changes, right? Like I would say, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, that's exactly what we saw as we observed, uh, you know, the fake news media prolong their big lie. All of these claims are false, and here are enough facts to prove it. The second interim Wisconsin Office of Special Counsel report compiled for the Wisconsin Assembly by Michael Gableman, the former Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice, Chief Justice, tells the story of how the 2020 election was stolen with a bribery scheme. The Gableman report determined that Mark Zuckerberg and his wife, Priscilla Chan, spent $330 million to establish the Center for Technology and Civic Life, which they staffed with policy director David Plouffe, the former Barack Obama campaign manager who authored a book entitled A Citizen's Guide to Beating Donald Trump. The bribes were given to counties, primarily in battleground states, in exchange for implementing partisan get-out-the-vote efforts, installing unsecured drop boxes for ballot traffickers, and accepting complementary technical resources to run county voting systems. Counties accepting money were obligated to return it if they did not follow the guidelines. Therefore, those counties illegally subordinated their election operations to a bribery scheme run at the discretion of Zuckerberg's Center for Tech and Civic Life. Zuckerberg also gave another $70 million to David Becker's Center for Elections Innovation Research, which attempted to block all of the OSC's discovery requests for its election investigation off of the Office of the Special Counsel. Michael Gableman's investigation. Becker had previously been fired by the United States Department of Justice for an intense inflammatory anti-Republican bias prior to forming CEIR, the Center for Election Innovation Research. I'm telling you guys, 
a stranger for a while can see for a mile, you know. Voter GAs had their uh, attention on uh, Georgia, and rightly so, cleaning up their own backyard. But pff, check this stuff out, guys. I mean, this is like primo content, y'all. This information is golden. In Wisconsin, the legislator gave its 10 electoral votes to Joe Biden based on 20,682 popular vote margin without resolving these examples of widespread fraud and illegalities documented by the Gableman Report and the Wisconsin Center for Election Justice. Over 200,000 ballots were placed into drop boxes that the Wisconsin Supreme Court confirmed are illegal. The Legislative Audit Bureau found that 57,000 voters who registered at the time they voted on Election Day could not be verified as required by law. The nursing home population of 92,000 was inflated to a 100% turnout in 66 homes in three of the largest counties. The total injection of invalid ballots from nursing homes was likely more than enough invalid ballots to exceed the 20,682 margin of victory. The Racine County Sheriff recommended charges against the Wisconsin Election Commission members for nursing home fraud. Michael Spitzer Rubenstein, a Center for Tech and Civic Life partner from the National Vote at Home Institute, was allowed to establish a secret hidden Wi-Fi network access to control Green Bay's ES&S voting system remotely. Center for Tech and Civic Life partisan political operatives were illegally given fast identity online keys, FIDOs, for read-write access to the Wisconsin voter registration system. Milwaukee County Elections Commission head Claire Woodall Vogue gave Center for Tech and Civic Life's Rubenstein daily updates from the Wisconsin voter database until Rubenstein informed her that he obtained illegal real-time access. One such update would cost any member of the public $1,250. Um, the Wisconsin Election Commission head, Megan Wolf, has prevented removal of 20,000 unqualified voter roll entries for individuals who have been issued incompetency orders. Man, guys, some of this stuff, I, maybe one or two of these things I was not aware of, like this one here that we just read prevented removal of 20,000 unqualified voter roll entries for individuals who had been issued incompetency orders. There are 7 million voter roll entries for Wisconsin's 5 million citizens and under 4 million eligible voters, including 556,000 entries for people over the age of 104. Do you see that? This is the work of Eric, guys. This is the work of the Election Rigging Information Center also known as the uh, Electronic uh, Registration Information Center, but you will call it the election rigging one. They overinflate your voter rolls. I'm talking to the states now. So this way, whenever they need to pull a scheme, they have, they have several accounts that they can assign their fraudulent, unlawful, illegal ballots to. That's what Eric does, guys. Get rid of Eric. So yeah. Finally, at 4.07 a.m., email on November 4th, the day after the election, from the election groups, Ryan Chu, a Center for Tech and Civic Life partner, conformed, confirmed the steal of the Wisconsin election. It says in this email, 
Damn, Claire, you have a flair for drama, delivering just the margin needed at 3 a.m. I bet you had those votes counted at midnight and just wanted to keep the world waiting. That's pretty damning. So uh, one, uh, one a piece of information to piggyback on top of um, one of the points here, just, just to accentuate the lack of lawlessness, or sorry, the lack of lawfulness, the, the extreme amount of unlawlessness documented here. Uh, when we're talking about uh, this uh, particular moment, Uh, and that is uh, regarding Michael Spitzer Rubenstein of the National Vote at Home Institute, ladies and gentlemen. Now, uh, as, as the point says here, sorry, let me pull that up one more time. It says, uh, Michael Spitzer Rubenstein, a Center for Tech and Civic Life partner from the National Vote at Home Institute, was allowed to establish a secret hidden Wi-Fi network access to control Green Bay's ESNS voting system remotely. Like the, the larger problem here, guys, is that according to um, election laws in Wisconsin, it is the municipal clerk that runs elections, not the Secretary of State, and definitely not Michael Spitzer Rubenstein of the National Vote at Home Institute. Okay. Uh, I believe it was Gr uh, Green Bay as well as Madison where he had some uh, access. And, and in Green Bay, he totally ran the election in Green Bay, ladies and gentlemen. That is unlawful, unconstitutional per the state of Wisconsin, per the United States Constitution. You know, you cannot have a uh, partisan, partisan political operative from New York come in and run your elections in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So that's another, I mean, that's, that wasn't part of the bribery scheme, but you know, actually it was, if you think about it, because it was because of Zuckerberg and the Center for Tech and Civic Life that Spitzer Rubenstein even ran those elections. And it was actually because of Claire Woodall Vogg that uh, everyone got in on, uh, well, actually it was the mayor, sorry, the mayor of Green Bay, not the Milwaukee County Elections Commission head. He's the one that informed everyone about uh, this uh, bribery scheme. So that's Wisconsin, guys. I mean, whew, guys, do we need any more evidence? I mean, that's a lot right there. And this is stuff that's already been to court, already been researched, already been studied. It's already on the books. It's already official. And the legacy press, the fake news media, still fails to report on it. They still fail to dig on it. And they still continue to lie about the 2020 election theft. Because I guess theft means you had to have organization and intention, and that's just too big of a chunk for people to swallow. I don't think so. I think we all have our uh, big boy pants on and our big girl pants on, right? I know I got my Wednesday panties on. We're ready to fight this. We're ready to, uh, we're ready to, uh, <laughs> we're ready to get this information and uh, course correct, guys. We can handle the truth in 2022. We can handle the truth. Unless it's a lot scarier than what we're kind of like trajecting here across the board. Voter GA talks about Arizona. 
In Arizona, the legislature gave 11 electoral voters to Joe Biden on the original 10,154 popular vote margin without resolving these examples of widespread fraud and illegalities identified by the state Senate authorized Maricopa County audit. The audit determined over 50,000 illegal ballots were cast based on a variety of reasons. 9,041 more ballots were processed than sent to voters. 4,463 people who voted in Maricopa County did not live there. 2,592 extra ballots were inserted into the results during duplication of damaged ballots. 4,463 people voted in Maricopa County, although they did not live there. 1,551 more ballots were cast than voters who voted. A signature presence detection analysis performed by Dr. Shiva Ayudari found that 4,499 ballot envelopes that were accepted did not have the presence of a signature. The signature presence detection also identified 17,126 duplicate ballot envelopes were received and processed by the county. The audit found that 284,412 digital ballot images necessary to tabulate results are missing or corrupted. Logs show the election uh, database was purged on February 2nd at 5.14 p.m. The evening before a pro VNV audit was scheduled to start and a video shows a contractor accessing the server exactly at that time. Over a million election files were deleted from various election data devices before the Arizona audit could begin. A cipher forensic report found that an election adjudication workstation had a redundant bootable hard drive containing extraneous non-related data from three different states. A subsequent forensic ballot analysis revealed numerous severe irregularities impacting far more votes than the original 10,154 vote presidential margin and to concluded and to concluded that the election should have never been certified. Uh, the audit hearing and comprehensive reports below document many additional irregularities and there is a list of um, clickable links that follow. Let's move on to Georgia. In Georgia, the legislature gave its 16 electoral votes to Joe Biden based on an 11,779 margin popular vote without resolving these examples of widespread fraud and irregularities documented on the legal events and press release tabs of voter GA. Okay. Six sworn affidavits of Fulton County counterfeit ballots, tens of thousands estimated. 17,724 more Fulton County votes than in-person recount ballot images required to tabulate votes. That means 17,000 more in-person paper ballot images, wait, uh, in-person recount ballot images required to tabulate votes. Wow. Dropbox video surveillance representing 181,507 ballots destroyed in 102 counties. Improper chain of custody forms of 107,000 ballots statewide, 3,500 355,000, excuse me, a lot of numbers here, guys, 355,000 estimated missing. 
86,860 voters in 2020 have false registration dates prior to 2017, but were not on 2017 history file. Over 1.7 million original ballot images are lost or destroyed in 70 counties despite state and federal law. A voter GA study found that none of the 523,000 Fulton County 2020 ballot images used to tabulate the election results could be authenticated and most were electronically altered prior to certification. The Senate Judiciary Subcommittee 2020 election report found that the oral testimonies of witnesses on December 3rd, 2020 and subsequently the written testimony submitted by many others provide ample evidence that the 2020 Georgia general election was so compromised by systemic irregularities and voter fraud that it should not be certified. Now that's interesting. I'm going to pull this up for me for later. I want to see who's sitting on this Senate Judiciary Subcommittee in Georgia. Now I know some of these people might not be present today, but could these be the only life-saving constitutional actual representative representatives in the Georgia State House? Because the Republican Senate committee who oversaw an election fraud report in Michigan said there was no evidence of widespread systemic fraud and that Joe Biden legally and lawfully won. Okay, so that could be a saving grace. Whomever is sitting on that subcommittee, guys, or chairing it, I'll figure it out and we'll get to the bottom of it. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, carry on. On a November 4th NBC Today interview the morning after the election, Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger acknowledged that President Donald Trump had an insurmountable 103,750 vote lead with only 2% of 4.7 million votes counted. That's about 94,000 votes. Uh, and that's with uh, 4.7 million votes left to finish counting that day. After stating, we don't guess about the election results, Secretary of Snakes, uh, State Raffensperger instead allowed another 200,000 phantom ballots to be entered into the results during the three days after the election. And he certified 4.998 million votes, 5 million votes. Insane, y'all. What else you got, voter GA? Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, the legislature gave uh, 20, it's 20 electoral voters to Joe Biden based on an 80,555 popular vote margin without resolving these examples of widespread fraud and illegalities documented on the resources, reports, media, and county info tabs at Audit the Vote PA. The 2020 election was certified with 700,000 more votes than voters who voted in the election. There are still 120,000 more votes than voters who voted in the 2020 election. True the Vote geo-tracking data found that there were roughly 1,000 ballot traffickers operating in Philadelphia County. True the Vote geo-tracking projections estimate that the ballot traffickers injected 200,000 ballots into the Philadelphia election results through unsecured drop boxes. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court illegally allowed mail-in ballots to be received up to three days after the election. Secretary of State Kathy Bookvar, fired, instructed counties not to verify signatures on mail-in ballot envelopes. She was right up there with Jocelyn Benson, y'all. 
dozens of Center for Tech and Civic Life operatives and highly partisan organization organizations have re read write access to add voters to Pennsylvania's voter registration system to add voter records. Certified results for counties did not match canvas fi canvassing findings 36 to 78% of the time when the basic questions were asked. Did you vote in 2020? How many people are registered to vote at your address? And how many of those living here voted that you are aware of? Wow. So 36 to 78% of those canvassing fines did not match the certified results, guys. That's insane. Senator Doug Mastriano, chairman of the Intergovernmental Operations Committee, initiated a sample forensic audit in three counties before Senate President Pro Tempore, Jake Corman, oh, I never thought I'd say that name again, removed him from his chairmanship. Jake Corman. Jake the Snake Corman. Michigan. In Michigan, the legislature gave its 16 electoral votes to Joe Biden based on a 154,188 popular vote margin. Without resolving these examples of widespread fraud and illegalities documented by Michigan Citizens for Election Integrity uh, and Michigan Election Integrity Resources uh, sources, a surveillance video shows a truck arriving at the TFC cent uh, Convention Center at 3.30 a.m. on the morning after Election Day with 61 bins of ballots estimated to contain over 100, oh, sorry, over 18,000 ballots, 16,000 of which are still unsourced. You know, I wonder, because, you know, the TFC Center or the TCF Center in uh, in Michigan, I mean, in Detroit, they changed the name of it. You know that, right, guys? I don't, I don't know what they changed it to, but they changed the name of it. I wonder if it's because of all the bad press that the TC, TFC, TCF Center, TFC Center, sorry guys, the TFC Center got from the fallout of affidavits and angry Michiganders. They're like, oh, we're going to have to change the name of this thing so we don't get a bad rap next time we do it here again. Like it's uh, got bad juju on it or something now. Anyways, later that day after the election, Wayne County Election workers covered windows so observers would be unable to see votes being counted, and they went on to give Biden a 332,000 vote margin over double the statewide margin of 154,188. The Wayne County Election Board refused to certify the election results because of the number of mail-in ballots received exceeded the number of applications sent by over 203,000 votes, but reversed themselves after the Republican members who objected received death threats. That's crazy, guys. The Wayne County Election Board certified their results on the condition that Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson perform an audit that was never conducted. So who do you think sent the death threats? Soros-funded uh, Secretary of Snakes Jocelyn Benson, uh, the uh, FBI botched, uh, kidnapped, <laughs> wretched Gretchen Whitmer, town drunk Dana Nassell. Who do you think sent death threats to those Republican members? Oh, so the picture becomes clearer now about maybe why the Republican Senate committee found no fraud in Michigan because they had already been threatened with their life. Uh, 
A letter from the chair of the Senate Elections Committee to Senate colleagues acknowledged there are 800,000 ineligible voters on the Michigan voter rolls. In Antrim County, the Dominion voting system made a 7,060 vote swap from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. It is not, it is not possible that the vote swap can be solely attributed to human error. Antrim County Clerk Cheryl Guy admitted in a March 4th, 2021 a commission meeting to deleting voting system files that were necessary to conduct an audit. But Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson falsely claimed an audit was conducted anyway. Multiple forensic audits established through a lawsuit found a failure to apply current security updates as well as unsecure generic user IDs and passwords. A forensic report from the Allied Security Operation Group found the Dominion system had a 68% ballot processing error rate. System log files had been deleted. Redundant election projects that could be used for nefarious purposes. A Cyber Ninjas forensic report found uncertified SQL server database software installed on the election server. A Cypher forensic report found wireless profiles and drivers were activated to use the native wireless chip on the election management server motherboard when the Dominion system was installed. Cybersecurity expert Jim Pemrose found a wireless chipset installed on ES&S scanners despite vendor claims their systems have no wireless connectivity. An affidavit from ASOG head Russell Ramsland states that 289,000 more ballots than possible were processed in a two and a half hour period on election night in four precinct slash townships. This indicates mass electronic insertions of votes that may have offset the 154,000 presidential vote margin. Here's our conclusion. Actually, I'll, I will add this. Since we're at the conclusion of this, you know, the same make model type of Dominion voting system machine was located in Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, not in, in the state of Georgia for use, the same exact model. Okay. Now, now just to um, add a little bit more of the backstory to the Antrim County case, ladies and gentlemen, which is on the way to the Supreme Court right now, from what I understand, because uh, it's been appealed, 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 and it's been denied, denied, denied. So it's going to the Supreme Court. Uh, but uh, the judge granted the uh, plaintiff, uh, it was a William Bailey, they, uh, the judge granted him uh, the access to the Dominion voting machines to do a forensic audit on the machines. Okay, and I believe uh, it was, if not Dr. David Clements, or Professor, I, I apologize, not Dr. Professor, I believe, uh, but one of his associates um, actually performed, I don't think it was uh, this gentleman here, Jim Penrose, but um, one of his associates, one of the associates of Professor Clements, um, actually performed the audit. And uh, these same machines were used in Georgia and New Mexico for sure. And New Mexico, um, they had uh, Otero County audit. Okay. So, you know, this is great work right here, guys. This is a great succinct list, you know. Um, I mean, I can provide a link if you guys would like, but I mean, 
what I would like to see, honestly, and then we'll, we'll get to the conclusion for these people that say there was no evidence. Okay. Cause you know what they're going to do. I want them to debunk all of this, every single point line by line debunk it. And I don't need a cheap debunk. Okay. I don't need character attacks. I don't need mudslinging. I don't need woke biases. I need you to prove to me the reverse of the statement by performing your own audit and showing us your work. That's what I would want. I want this debunked in that manner, not with, oh, but Cypher was this, this, and that, or, oh, Cyber Ninjas, what are they? From China? Because they're ninjas? Stupid, right? You know, that's why we have Panda paper for ballots, because of Cyber Ninjas? Stupid. Anyways, guys, that's what they need to do. And, you know, that's what that's what everyone should expect from anyone who challenges the theft of the 2020 election. We should expect no less. And we shouldn't buckle. We shouldn't shudder. We shouldn't quiver or fright. We know this information, guys. Why do you think I always repeat it? I mean, I mean there, there's a train of thought and I get it. Like, you know, just recycling news stories. <laughs> how, how, how much happens in our daily lives? I'm sure I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. How much happens in our daily lives that we don't have time to recall all of this information? It's by design, no doubt. So think about it. That's why I share this information. And especially when it comes up again, it's got to stick sometime. We're so close to making it stick. It's like every time we share this information, more information comes out. Or it gives someone the impetus to do some more research or digging, you know, because like, damn, there's all of this information out there. The media is obviously barred from talking or discussing it for obvious reasons, right? Because it was obviously a theft. It was obviously the one of the most blatant and and it's almost downright obnoxious guys to me so that's what i want and that's what you that's what you guys should expect too if you have someone who's just going to attack the character of the individuals who did the audits or who did the research or who compiled the information no you ask them to prove the converse the uh the the uh to prove the reverse, prove the reverse, prove the reverse of the statement. Don't just say, oh, it was debunked or discredited because X, Y, Z, A, B, C. Now to voter GA's conclusion, right? I apologize. I didn't mean to go off on that soapbox there. It says, uh, in reality, the entire 2020 presidential election outcome was decided by secret counts in five counties of five battleground states, each riddled with the corruption described specifically on fraud and illegalities committed in Philadelphia County, Pennsylvania, Wayne County, Michigan, Milwaukee County, Wisconsin, Fulton County, Georgia, and Maricopa County, Arizona, determined the 2020 presidential election. A Georgia Senate Judiciary Subcommittee and the Arizona audits flatly state their election should not have been certified. The Wisconsin Office of Special Counsel report also urged the legislature to consider decertification. Thus, President Joe Biden did not earn the 37 electoral votes awarded to him by those legislatures. There are three states, guys. Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin. Who's going to bite it first? In re and I don't mean bite it like bite the dust. I mean, who's going to, who's going to, who's going to, who's going to go after it? You know, who's going to get the first bite? Who's going to open this up? Who's going to open up the fraud of this uh, 
election racket that has plagued this country for decades, but have seemed to have kicked it into high gear post-2016. So in reality, Biden's true total of electoral votes earned was not 306, but 269, less than the 270 needed for election. Thus, now President Biden was not honestly and fairly elected as president of the United States. And before we get to that last paragraph, I'm going to piggyback on this statement because we have Tina Peters reports out of Colorado. We have the Otero County uh, audit report out of New Mexico. We have the New Hampshire Wyndham Township Proceedings Audit out of New Hampshire, okay? You know, it, it stands to reason, guys. Now, this is, this is what you call common sense logic and information dissemination without getting into, oh, but, you know, there's Colorado, there's New Hampshire, Texas is coming onto the playing field in a big way. So it does, it does stand to reason. I mean, so many things have been happening throughout the nation since 2020 with this election fraud and with all of you beautiful, great Americans out there who are doing something about it, who are challenging it, who are asking questions, who are spreading the information and who do it with no fear and with full resolve that we will get this corrected. That's great. Great, great, great. Let's finish it up. It is further clear all cheating that occurred in the five battleground states was conducted to prevent President Donald Trump from being reelected. Given the massive amount of fraud and illegalities admitted or committed against the president in these states and their razor thin margins of victory, it is almost without doubt that President Donald Trump justly deserved that these 37 electoral votes be added to the presidential election should oh sorry added to his reported total of 232 pardon me at the best that makes the real electoral count deadlocked at 269 in that case the presidential election should have been decided by the state delegations of the united states house each state having one vote according to the 12th amendment of the constitution so Logic, common sense, by the letter of the law. In addition, the Wayne County Election Board refused to certify their election results until some of its members received astounding death threats. Furthermore, the Pennsylvania Intergovernmental Operations Committee attempted to audit their highly controversial election results before President Pro Tempore of the Senate removed the committee chairman to stop the audit that would have exposed the corruption. This analysis provides convincing evidence that the massive fraud and illegalities committed in those states indicates that President Biden did not earn the 36 electoral votes awarded to him by those legislatures either. Given that the fraud and illegalities were committed expressly to prevent President Trump from winning those states, it is likely that properly certified and audited election results would find that the real electoral margin is Trump 305, Biden 233. The election fraud errors and irregularities outlined in this report have been the basis for multiple lawsuits. But cowardly, too kind, Garland is too kind, Mr. Favorito is too kind, unconstitutional, lawless, 
treasonous judges, those are my words, not voter GA's words, these judges have refused to review the evidence and instead made corrupt political rulings instead of honorable judicial decisions, rule of law. For example, in Texas v. Pennsylvania et al., a majority of U.S. Supreme Court judges falsely found that Texas has not demonstrated a judicially cognizable interest in the manner in which another state conducts its elections, despite the fact the federal election was compromised by corruption that disenfranchised half of America's voters, including Texas residents, whose constitutional rights the state of Texas sought to uphold. Such political decisions fueled fake news media's big lie, claiming there is no evidence of election fraud that would change the outcome of the presidential election. This lie threatens to divide and destroy America. It exudes an evil greater than the cheating itself. Garland Favorito, co-founder, Voter GA. What an article. What a press release, guys. Now, talk about drawing a line in the sand, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, he didn't even vote for President Trump, if I'm not mistaken. But that is true, nonpartisan, nonpolitical party, grassroots organization standing up for election integrity in the state of Georgia. And as I said, ultimately for the nation, without the work of voter GA and others in Georgia, we would not have half this information. It's amazing guys, amazing. We have some amazing Americans out there, y'all. So, uh, and I should say guys, you know, I am not affiliated, associated or employed or anything like that with voter GA. You know, I just spread their, uh, I spread, I share their stories and information because I see the value of the work they're doing. Like I said, Georgia, they could have decertified Georgia over a year ago. So voterga.org, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like some more information, head over to the press releases tab up in the corner. If you'd like to, uh, uh, get your, a uh, download, a copy of that, um, election fraud 2020 information packet that I just shared with y'all. I mean, it's great to have this information around, guys. It's even better if we share it. Okay. Now, I'm not even concerned if you share the creport.com or any of what I do. Just share the information. Share the info. Share the links, the resources, you know. Heck, you can pretend you dug for this stuff. I don't care. Just share the information. I don't care who gets credit for it. Just share it, guys. Just share it. Okay, cool. So voterga.org. Voterga.org. All right, guys, man, that was a long one. That was good. That was good stuff, though. It was good information, guys. Good information. Needed to be read. Needed to be said. All right, guys. So that's going to bring us to our final. I went, I went a little bit longer on that, guys. But like I said, important stuff. So uh, let's see what we got, guys. Uh, final story for tonight. We'll talk Elon Musk and Lindsey Graham and all of the fine points behind their little. Uh, I mean, it, it wasn't an altercation. It was a, it was a fiasco, right? It was just a whatever it was. But uh, all right, guys. And let's see what is going on over here. 
What's going on over here at uh, the foxhole real quick? Um, what you guys got going on? Hey, speaking easy, what's going on, buddy? I'll see you uh, in about an hour or so. <laughs> Good to have you with us. Aurelius Locke, thanks for being here, buddy. Thank you so much for spreading the links. Java, good to see you. The Raffensburger now with fries, says Java. Jake the Apple Cormanst. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it's a, it's a snake, not a worm in that apple, right? Thank you for the phone, by the way, Java. You didn't have to do that. I appreciate that, brother. Thank you so much. Awesome, guys. <laughs> Yeah, it was a tiff, right? With flimsy limsy. You're right, Aurelius Locke. It was a tiff. It was a tiff. It was a taff between Elon Musk and a flimsy, flimsy Lindsey Graham, ladies and gentlemen. A little, a little tiff. <laughs> oh, goodness. A tiff for a taff. And uh, lo and behold, who do we have standing behind them? Well, it's none other than President Prestitute Prostitute Zelensky. Actually, we'll call him Ukrainian Prostitute Volodymyr Zelensky. Just a laughing. Let's see what their little uh, what their little um, uh, panty twisting argument was all about, right? Uh, from the gateway pun. And there's there's actually a lot of stuff going on here, guys. So just, I, I uh, kept it on the, uh, I guess, the regular screen for the gateway pun because the, there's like a lot of uh, Twitter uh, inserts in this article. So uh, we're going to go through two articles that really get into the crucifix. Just kidding. The crux of the tiff. Uh, Lindsey Graham threatens Elon Musk after he calls for de-escalation in Ukraine-Russia war. We can't have peace. We can't have peace, you know. Lindsey Graham tried to save himself. Or, you know, it was all political maneuvering, I'm sure. It was all political optics with Lindsey Graham and President Trump. Uh, I think I'm sure that that one time that Lindsey Graham stood up and basically scolded but with some vitriol, his peers over what they were doing to President Trump. And I was like, dang, did he turn over a new corner because McCain is dead now? Or is he just being a fake treasonous politician? Well, as it turns out, he was just being a fake treasonous politician, ladies and gentlemen. He's always been that. For those of you who didn't know, right? He could have fooled me for about five minutes back in like 2017, okay? But hey, Trey Gowdy fooled me also. So anyways, guys, we can't have peace. Ridiculous. We have to have enemies, guys. What is a world without conflict? What is a world without war? What is a war? What is a world without altercations and aggressions and negative and uh, bad vibes towards each other in general? I mean, come on, really? No, guys. Everyone knows we're well beyond that point. No matter how grim it might appear, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more good we don't hear about than all the bad that we constantly hear about. But anyhow, so uh, it appears that now, again, like I said, this is about a week removed, but there are just so many interesting points in this little tiff. <laughs> I just had to share it with you guys. So we had Elon Musk saying, I still very much support Ukraine. Okay, guys, now that's my litmus test. Why? Okay, I would support the innocent 
citizens of Ukraine who are, you know, having their lives overturned, upturned and disheveled, if not worse. But I don't think that's who Elon is talking about. I'm pretty sure he's talking about the Ukraine government. After all, he sends them all that those Starlink assists for Wi-Fi and enter whatever the heck those satellites do or whatever the heck it does. Anyhow, I'm just interjecting that finer point. Litmus test for me is how my politician views Ukraine. Do you acknowledge the Nazis or not? And if you acknowledge the Nazis, do you support them? Period. Because let's not forget about all the corruption that set that up in that nation. And so what, we're supposed to let them get away with that too? I mean, not that we're going to hold them accountable personally. But when I say we're supposed to let them get away with that, I mean, we're supposed to allow our politicians to engage and to corral and to, uh, you know, get along with and meet with and wheel and deal with these corrupt politicians from the other side of the world? I don't think so. That's what I mean when I say such things. Anyways, Musk's statement, he still very much supports Ukraine, but he's convinced that massive escalation of the war will get cause great harm to Ukraine and possibly the world. Now, I absolutely agree with Mr. Musk. Mr. Musk. I absolutely agree with Mr. I'm going to call him Mr. Musk from now on. I absolutely agree with Mr. Musk when we're talking about that uh, closing uh, prepositional phrase, clause, whatever. Agreed. So apparently that pissed off uh, Lindsey Graham, okay? We won't even mention the German, who is this? The German ambassador to Ukraine? Screw him. Okay. Oh, oh, uh, Musk had a peace plan as well. I failed to mention. This is Mr. Musk's plan for Ukraine-Russia peace. Redo elections of annexed regions under United Nations supervision. Whose side is Mr. Musk on? Russia leaves if that is the will of the people. Crimea, formerly part of Russia, as it has been since 1783, until Khrushchev's mistake. Okay, so how is that fit into the plan, Mr. Musk? I don't understand. What's the context? Water supply to Crimea assured Ukraine remains neutral. So I guess that means leave the Crimeans alone. They were part of Russia first. I have a whole article on that, actually, from like 2016 or something. No, no, no. It was actually prior to the coup. Uh, it was 2014, 13, I think. About the... No, no, no. It was post. It was post-coup. I apologize, guys. Crimea was annexed, well, 2014. Or was it 2008? No, 2014. Yeah, eight years. Gotcha. Sorry, guys, doing a little uh, history jog in my head for dates. But yes, yeah, so I, I would assume that means leave Crimea alone. They had the referendum. They've been annexed for eight years. They went back to the motherland. Khrushchev's mistake, I think, is uh, the context clue there. Uh, this is highly likely to be the outcome in the end. Just a question of how many die before then. Oh, that, okay, so maybe we will, uh, that German ambassador to Ukraine told Mr. Musk to F off. <laughs> wow, that's not so diplomatic. Anyways, uh, prostitute Zelensky 
also attacked Mr. Musk with his own pole. And this prompted warmonger flimsy Lindsey Graham to uh, once again reveal his true colors and attack Mr. Musk for being dumb and threatening Mr. Musk's Tesla company. This is what Lindsey's response to Mr. Musk was. With all due respect to Elon Musk, I do respect him. I would suggest he needs to understand the facts of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Suggesting we end the Russian invasion by simply giving Russia parts of Ukraine after all the suffering is dumb. Oh, so, so many people suffered that you need to make sure that uh, Ukraine keeps on genociding uh, the pro-Russian uh, population of the Donbass? <laughs> Lindsay goes on to say, It is also an affront to the bravery of the Ukrainians fighting to defend their homeland. Litmus test, ladies and gentlemen. Litmus test. Failed. But we knew Lindsay failed long ago. Lindsay goes on to say, In 1994, through the Budapest Memorandum, Ukraine gave up its nuclear weapons arsenal, the third largest in the world, in return for assurances their territorial integrity would be protected. It was an agreement signed by Russia that included protecting Crimea and the Donbass as part of Ukraine. If you want peace in Ukraine, which we all do, simply demand Russian honor the boundaries they agreed to in 1994 and withdraw their forces. Now, you know that flimsy Lindsey Graham is going to take this position because after all, we had Lindsey Graham and John McCain in Ukraine in 2014, palling around with Victoria Newland and, uh, and Yatsenyuk and all of those other people promoting violence and violent revolution in 2014 in Ukraine. Oh, but Lindsey Graham says everyone wants peace in Ukraine, but yet you were there promoting violence. Now, we've played clips of John McCain standing on the stage. Where was this? In, uh, in Kiev, right? At the town's main center. Uh, pub, Euro Maidan, you know, all that, the Maidan uh, revolution, the coup there, guys. We had John McCain. We've seen the videos. We've played them here. We've played the documentaries on stage talking about supporting, you know, the revolution, getting rid of Yovanovitch, uh, sorry, Yovanovitch, <laughs> the guy that they threw out prior to getting uh, yachts in as Newland would say. So clearly, flimsy limsy, there is some ulterior motives. Anyways, uh, Lindsay goes on to attack Tesla and uh, threaten him. Mr. Musk and Tesla. I mean, come on, guys. Litmus test. Lindsey Graham. To do otherwise is to legitimize a bait and switch by Russia and a signal to other bad actors to take what you want. By force, if Elon Musk and others want the world to continue to be in chaos, then by all means, capitulate to Putin and reward his aggression. Oh, what about all the people who are being murdered for eight years in the Donbass? Is that okay, Lindsey Graham? Well, I know, you know, we're not supposed to be policing the world. It's none of our business, quite frankly. Our border is our business, Mr. 
Mrs. Ms. Whatever you are. I don't know how you identify Graham. I can't tell if you uh, actually go by the pronoun thing. He probably does. He's probably a closet pronoun user, right? <laughs> Let's finish up his trash. While we're at it, maybe the Congress should revisit the electric vehicle tax credit boondoggle. It is where the credit is now solely benefiting electric vehicle manufacturers who have increased prices equal to the tax credit. Anyways, Mr. Musk goes on to debunk that statement by uh, saying that Tesla did not participate in that tax credit boondoggle, but GMC and I think Chevy maybe actually solicited it. So, I mean, we already knew that GMC was uh, subsidized by the government. I mean, hello, government motor corporation, right? Not general. We'll call it government. Anyhow. Oh, look, there's our cameo by Cat Turd. <laughs> Ignore Lindsay the warmonger piece of shit. <laughs> he loves to send kids to die in wars. Oh, it's GM and Ford. My bad. Anyhow. So uh, that's not where this uh, little tiff ends, though, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I apologize if you guys like my Southern accent, I mean, it's not the best, but you know, it's, it's hard to do a, a, a Lindsey Graham Southern accent is hard because I can't do the Southern accent and incorporate the lisp at the same time. Okay. <laughs> so I did the best I could anyway. So let's see where this article, let's see where it goes guys. Cause I, like I said, there was a lot more going on here than uh, what meets the eye. Okay. So uh, this article coming out of the, uh, NOQ report uh, talks about how Elon Musk um, politely annihilates Lindsey Graham in his response after being scolded about Ukraine. But it's just the, the information here, guys. Let's check it out. Okay, so uh, it just recounts everything we kind of went through after uh, Elon Musk waited on a reasonable peace plan from all these people who support Nazis in Ukraine. Uh, so let's get past the chastising. And let's get on to the meat and potatoes. In 1994, through the Budapest Memorandum, Ukraine gave up its nuclear weapons arsenal, the third largest in the world, in return for assurances their territorial integrity would be protected. That's what uh, Flimsy Lindsay was referencing in his tweet. It was an agreement signed by Russia that included uh, protecting Crimea and Donbass. So this is a statement. That's what we read uh, prior to. So then he goes on to say, don't capitulate to Putin. Let's go on, go on, go on. So Graham invoked the Budapest memorandum, demanded the will of the people of Ukraine be met, and threatened to strip Tesla of tax credits, all in a warmonger's day's work. <clears throat> Musk responded, assuming you believe that the will of the people matters, we should, in any given conflict region, support the will of those who live there. Most of Ukraine unequivocally wants to be part of Ukraine, but some eastern portions have Russian majorities and prefer Russia. Below is the electoral map of 2012. The blue part is the pro-Russia party. Check this out. I don't know if you guys saw this. So, Elon Musk, Mr. Musk, uh, schooled Flimsy Lindsay for his warmongering closeted biases. Well, okay, his warmongering isn't quite in the closet, but uh, his pronoun use is. Uh, 
So uh, this is exactly what we're kind of seeing today, isn't it, guys? Is this not kind of what the map of Ukraine kind of currently looks like with Crimea and uh, Zaporizhia? Pardon my pronunciation. The Donetsk and Luhansk People's Republics and the uh, Kharkov region now ascended to the Russian Federation. This is kind of exactly what it looks like now. The... Uh, 2012 map. Isn't that interesting, huh? Musk was being too kind. He has the facts on his side and should have kicked the senator in his tiny neocon gonads. Musk's proposal would allow people who want to be part of Russia to be part of Russia. Which, you know, I'll take that as a consolation to uh, supporting Nazis in Ukraine. Okay, Mr. Musk? I mean, not that what I think matters. But anyways, Musk's proposal would allow people who want to be part of Russia to be part of Russia. Currently, they are being forced to endure life under one of the most corrupt governments on the planet. Imagine if the Kangwon province of North Korea wanted to be part of South Korea. Imagine if the people in the region voted and a large majority no longer wanted to be under the control of Kim Jong-un. Jong-un. Graham would be demanding troops on the South Korean border and calling for invasion by South Korea to free their brethren. So that was uh, an interesting part there I wanted to share with you guys. I think after that, it kind of gets into other people's opinions on the matter. But guys... Oh, let's finish it up here. Of all the people, um, of all the members of Capitol Hill owned by the military industrial complex, Lindsey Graham is creating the, there is their crown jewel. Uh, as ordered, this sitting member of the Senate threatened punitive legislative action for expressing common sense views on a regional conflict. He is a disgrace. I would have to agree. But there is this entire impetus ladies and gentlemen. There's this entire impetus behind that. Because uh, it's now, I mean, I guess it's now hitting the circuits. Uh, I mean, obviously. I admire the fact. Oops. Sorry, guys. Obviously. Obviously. We've had neocons. We've had treasoners. We've had traitors. I mean, it's a litmus test, guys. How is your elected official, what are their viewpoints on Ukraine? Forget Putin. Forget Putin, forget Russia. What are your viewpoints on the Ukrainian government and how the United States interacts and engages with them? Forget about Russia and Putin, okay? Someone's always going to make him a bad guy. I'm not a Putin apologist. I'm not a Putin cheerleader, though I am rooting for Putin against the Nazis. You know, if you take Putin out of the equation and just look at the nation of Ukraine and the Western American ties to it, this has been going on forever. Here is a video from 2016 with John McCain and Lindsey Graham speaking to the Ukrainian armed forces about engaging Russia in conflict and expressing their support if they do get engaged in a conflict with Russia, ladies and gentlemen. 
It's been going on forever. Check it out. That you will fight for your homeland. Admire the fact that you will fight for your homeland. Your fight is our fight. 2017 will be the year of offense. All of us will go back to Washington and we will push the case against Russia. Enough of a Russian aggression. It is time for them to pay a heavier price. Our fight is not with the Russian people, but with Putin. Our promise to you is to take your calls to Washington. Inform the American people of your bravery. And make the case against Putin to the world. I believe you will win. I am convinced you will win. And we will do everything we can to provide you with what you need to win. And we have succeeded not because of equipment but because of your courage. So, I thank you, and the world is watching, and the world is watching because we cannot allow Vladimir Putin to succeed here, because if he succeeds here, he will succeed in other countries. Я вам дуже дякую, і весь світ за цим слідкує. І весь цим світ за цим слідкує, тому що ми не можемо дозволити Володимиру Путіну тут перемогти. Wouldn't that crazy, guys? People of your brain. Did you guys see that? Talk about the body language. I mean, let me put it on mute. And I want you guys to watch Lindsey Graham again and tell me that this is not someone who is knowingly, knowingly engaging enemies of liberty and freedom. Okay. And, and he knows what he's doing is wrong. I'm going to mute it. Look at his body language. Just watch him. Isn't that crazy? Look at that. I mean, is that the uh, joviality of the wicked spirit coming out? Is that the nervousness of acknowledging exactly what kind of treason he's engaged in coming forward? Now, when John McCain does the uh, hand thing, you know, his looks like satisfaction, not nervousness or worriedness or even some kind of weird happiness about what they're doing. Satisfaction. And they will continue their big lie. If Putin does this or that, he will do it everywhere. Yeah, I'm just uh, waiting for the John McCain hand rubbing thing. That Lindsey Graham one guy is pretty crazy, right? 
Talk about the body language. But like I said, it's been going on for quite some time. Now, the reason why this didn't get kicked off in Ukraine in 2016 is because uh, humanity received a four-year grace, ladies and gentlemen. Humanity was given another chance to see if they recognized the gifts that had been bestowed upon them, but also whether or not they understood and appreciated them enough to fight for them. Ladies and gentlemen, pretty, pretty crazy guys. So she wanted to share that with you all. Just wanted to share that with you all. Isn't that crazy, guys? All right, guys, let's talk Crimean Bridge. We got to wrap it up here soon, y'all. Uh, okay, so uh, as I shared yesterday, briefly, UK intelligence once plotted to blow up the Crimean Bridge because, you know, they're going to get to the bottom of this. I don't know how it's going to go once they do. You know, I mean, I like to say this is uh, a result <laughs> This and the uh, Nord Stream, Nord, actually the Nord Stream pipelines actually specifically hashtag Qui Bono Biden. But you heard what Lindsey Graham and uh, John McCain were saying to the uh, Ukrainian armed forces. You see how bad it is, guys. Let's just crack into this report real quick. You know, even with the Nord Stream 2 situation, there was a uh, talk about how there had been a drone that was lost down there. I think it, it was it was a Western drone. I don't remember if it was a UK or a USA or it was one of the two probably, but uh, had had been reported lost down there, never found. I mean, wouldn't it be funny if that thing was down there the whole time just waiting to blow? Anyhow, UK intelligence plotted Crimean bridge bombing. You know, this is kind of like to me, it's kind of on par with like, I don't know, holding uh, exercises the same day as a false flag operation. You know, they're, they're doing their homework, right? Why would they want to study that? UK intelligence officials apparently commissioned a study in April examining ways to blow up Russia's Crimean bridge, the Grey Zone has reported. The secret plot was drawn up at the request of senior British Army intelligence operative Chris Donnelly. Uh, the Grey Zone reported on Tuesday, citing internal documents and correspondence that the investigative journalism outlet obtained from an unidentified source. The stated goal was to destroy the bridge to cut off a key Russian supply route, isolate military forces in Crimea, and temporarily block maritime access to the Sea of Azov. The attack roadmap was titled Audacious Support for Ukraine Maritime Raiding Operations, and it was uh, produced by United Kingdom military veteran Hugh Ward, according to the documents obtained by Greyzone. Donnelly, who's also a veteran NATO advisor, called the plans very impressive indeed. Ward laid out multiple options for blowing up the $4 billion bridge, including a cruise missile attack targeting concrete pillars on each side of the central steel arch. He also examined using drivers uh, or underwater drones to attach limpet mines to pillars at the weakest parts of the structure. 
Although last week's attack on the bridge was carried out using a truck bomb rather than the options discussed in the UK analysis, there are indications that British spies had shared their findings with Ukraine's government at the highest levels, Grayzone said. The outlet obtained um, an email in which Donnelly forwarded the plans to Lithuanian Defense Minister um, Audrius uh, but Kevicus, but Kavicius. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, reached by phone, Ward did not deny that he prepared the attack plans for Donnelly, Grayzone said. Ward told Grayzone, I'm going to have a chat with Chris and confirm with him what he's prepared for me to release. Although the Crimean Bridge is crossed by thousands of civilians daily, the United Kingdom study included no reference to avoiding non-combatant casualties. Saturday's bombing, as it turned out, killed at least four civilians. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the blast a terrorist attack and indicated that Monday's airstrikes and Tuesday's as well against infrastructure targets in Kiev and other Ukrainian cities were carried out in response to the bridge incident. Ukrainian media outlets reported that the attack was perpetrated by the Security Service of Ukraine, the SBU. Senior officials in Ukraine's government celebrated the bombing and made jokes about it. The F SBU posted a photo of the damaged bridge with a note saying, The sun is rising. The bridge is burning beautifully. Senior presidential aide Mikhail Podolyak posted a Twitter message calling the blast just the beginning. No bueno. No bueno. Let me see. Who's that? Uh, did it say presidential candidate? Oh, presidential aide. Take that back. Not candidate. Okay. So that was a hot new story coming out. Of course, we have the deep state's response to it, ladies and gentlemen. Well, the deep state department, as can be expected, they these guys just share and spread the lies and misinformation. I've been battling these guys over on Instagram for so long. <laughs> them and all of their, their bots. So Anthony Blinken of the Deep State Department says, now is the time for the United, the United Nations to rally behind Ukraine after the Russian strikes. Now, if you guys will recall the article we shared, I think on Monday or Tuesday, talking about what was targeted specifically with precision. Um, it was published in, uh, I think, TOSS, TOSS News. And uh, we shared that article on Monday or Tuesday, right? So uh, let's see what the West has to say about that. Let's see how the West's version of events compares to the East's version of events. Okay, let's see who comes out the victor for truth. So uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken warned that the UN charter, UN's charter is at stake as he slammed Russia for launching a series of simultaneous missile strikes that blasted 14 cities on Monday and again on Tuesday. Uh, let me see here. This article is from Newsweek, so it's going to have some biases. The attacks, which also targeted the capital of Kiev for the first time in months, were timed to hit just as residents were heading to school and work. The strikes killed at least 19 people and injured 105, also disrupting electricity in several regions. Um, let's see here. So Bl uh, Blinken said in a blistering statement um, that claims of neutrality needed to be set aside and to speak out in support of Ukraine, which has been fighting against the Russian aggression and the aggression of President Vladimir Putin since February. So Blinken says, a Monday's bombardment saw wave after wave of missiles striking targets without military purpose, including children's playgrounds. 
And he said the UN's charter, its founding document signed in 1945 is under threat. No person of conscience and no country of principle could be unmoved by the devastation of these horrors. Never mind the eight years of the Donbass genocide. So, you know, Antony Blinken, of course, he calls for the cavalry to come in and back up Volodymyr Zelensky. I gotta tell you. Oh, sorry, I forgot to change the banner. I gotta tell you guys, Antony Blinken's statement was like an invitation to a fun social event compared to the way Ned Price spills it out, guys. And I, I told you guys, I've been, I've been having conflict with the Deep State Department on Instagram for a few months. So I pulled up his statement, guys. Just look at this face, y'all. I mean, look at this guy. Look at Ned Price. Look at him. Look at her. <laughs> okay. It's, it's terrible, guys. I mean, okay. I, I told you we would figure out who's on the side of truth. Let's let's hear his statement real quick. It's horrific strikes against Ukraine again demonstrate the lows to which President Putin and his enablers will sink. These missiles hit playgrounds, universities, apartment buildings and city streets during rush hour traffic. So according to TASS News Agency, he just lied. OK. They didn't attack colleges. They didn't attack schools. They didn't attack playgrounds. They hit energy infrastructure, military infrastructure with precision missiles. So this is a total outright lie. But again, it's he said, he said, she said. It's, uh, you know, it's all hearsay versus information battles. But based on the track record, as we have been following the Ukrainian special military operation by Russia since January, before it even happened, I'm willing to bet that the East's version of events is more true, if not accurate, compared to the lies, the alarmism, and the uh, stoking of ire and flames that this man is doing right here. Like I said, Blinken's statement nothing compared to this fool kremlin spokespeople claim the attacks destroyed their intended targets these are their words they hit their intended targets try wrapping your minds around that for just a moment playgrounds schools apartment buildings city streets intended targets I'm sorry, guys. It's Ned Price. I have to butt in. It hit their intended targets. Did you read the list of targets they intended to hit? Okay. And then as far as those apartments that were hit, uh, the Azov Battalion or any of the Ukrainian Nazis or any of the Ukrainian Armed Forces or any of the uh, globalist pieces of crap in Ukraine, were they hiding military-grade weapons and ammunitions in apartment buildings? Because that's also a violation of war's laws and acts and stuff like that. Humanitarian devastation crisis. Because, I mean, 
Whenever I read about the Russians striking such civilian quarters, it was because the Nazis were illegally storing weapons or hiding in their buildings, which is violating so many, so many uh, human rights violations, war violations, crimes, war crimes violations, all there, guys. So they hit their intended target. All the fog of war. Okay, let's see if let's see if we can make it through the rest of this statement, guys, without interrupting one more time. They look to have been designed to destroy power grids, heating, and electrical infrastructure, leaving Ukraine in the cold and the dark as winter approaches. We have always said this is a brutal. I had to do it. What did the European Union, NATO, and the United States do to Europe? They left them in the cold. They left as winter approaches. Winter is coming, Ned Price, but you're not talking about how your sanctions, which you would not have had to have issued had you not kept provoking Russia to engage Ukraine. But the bigger picture here is, guys, let's be real. There was a genocide going on in Donbass. It's documented. Thousands and thousands of people killed since 2014. Since... The Donbass region originally held a referendum to separate from Ukraine. I had to stop and say that. This guy is ridiculous and he is lying through his teeth. He's lying through his teeth. I mean, Europe doesn't look like it's being set up too well for a warm white Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. You want to talk about a dark winter? I guess Joe Biden got it a little too early, right? <laughs> All right, let's finish with this uh, this rat, this snake, this ill excuse for a human so we can uh, wrap up tonight war of aggression, and these strikes seem to suggest that brutality and brutality alone is the point. The Kremlin's attacks were brutal and absolutely unjustified, but they are also signs of weakness and desperation. As we've said, there is one aggressor in this war. It is Russia. Only Russia is escalating this war in search of profit and ambition, leaving death, destruction, atrocities, and countless trampled futures in its wake. There is one person who can stop this war now and withdraw Russia's forces, and that, of course, is Vladimir Putin. As we come up to another important United Nations vote to condemn Russia's attempts to uh, annex parts of Ukraine, the international community has a responsibility to make clear that President Putin's actions are completely unacceptable. Ukraine, like every other <laughs> sovereign country around the world, has the right to choose its own future and live peacefully inside its own internationally recognized borders. And for the rest of the world, there can be no such thing as neutrality for countries that subscribe to the principles of the UN Charter. This war is about Russia's aggression in Ukraine, but in some ways, the stakes are even larger. The core, the core principles. principles. The genocide of the Donbass people. The genocide of the Donbass people. Not respecting the will of the constituents or the people of the land. You sure that this war is not about that, Ned Price? Of the UN Charter are at stake. Yesterday and today is her.
Apparently, I could not wait to say that last line. Okay, so there you go. Ned Price. Deep State Department. You see, that's why when people are like, Putin's an enemy, Putin's a communist, Putin's a Leninist Bolshevik. <laughs> Putin's a Bolshevik? Really? I thought he hated communists. Anyways, I'm not sure. <laughs> Anyways, guys, okay, we're not even going to get into that. That's why when people say crap like that, I'm like, you want me to side with Ned Price? You want me to take sides with the Deep State Department? Is that what you're saying? When you tell me, oh, there's this Russian propaganda in the patriot community about Putin being a conservative good guy and a Christian. Anyways, I, I know I'm still digging on that stuff. I got information, guys. You know, if you want to talk Leninism, Bolshevism, okay? Because isn't that the same thing, basically? Didn't Leninism turn into Bolshevism? Correct me if I'm wrong. You know, I mean, my, uh, my studies into such histories are limited, but they are not ending, okay? They are continuing. All right. Okay, guys. So I know, you know, the big question here. Will this merit nuclear war on behalf of Russia against the world? Well, I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. We don't have enough time to talk about this topic tonight. But boy, oh boy, do I have some interesting information about the sordid topic of nuclear war and Russian President Vladimir Putin, which we will have to cover on a future show, guys. Thanks for being here tonight with me and with us, everyone in the audience, at the Sea Report for Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. It's been a privilege and a pleasure to engage with you all, and thank you all for being here. Thank you all for the gold pill donations over at the foxhole.app. I appreciate y'all's support and to everyone else out there watching. If you're catching Mr. CTV, which is the channel that you're currently on, uh, please follow and subscribe. Give us a week or two. See if you like the cut of my jibe. Monday through Friday at 7.30 p.m. Central Time, we do the C-Report, American First News Reporting and Headlines with an election focus. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 3 p.m. Central, we do Lone Star News with, uh, well, myself, obviously. Texas News and Headlines specific, Lone Star State News. <laughs> and uh, See in the Dark, that's our weekend late night talk show here. This is news from the Speak Uneasy, which airs at 10 p.m. Central Time on Wednesdays, which is coming up in about 20 minutes. And, uh, I co-host on that. So uh, if you haven't had enough of me for tonight, or you just like to uh, relax and unwind with some uh, interesting and colorful stories that aren't so hard on the, the critical information line, right? Come in, uh, sit back, have a laugh, enjoy yourself at the bar with the bartender, the Speak Uneasy. Check out that channel at the foxhole at pill.net. Twitch as well. And uh, we'll also uh, be broadcasting that on Rumble as well as Odyssey for tonight. So uh, follow and subscribe. There's plenty of things to watch here at Mr. CTV. And uh, well, we're doing it six days a week. And with your support, I can keep on doing it. And I'm here just to spread information and a little bit of my point of view. 
either ways, guys. Thanks again. Y'all have a wonderful night. Uh, and uh, we will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday, right? Don't forget, 9.30 a.m. Central Time. If the feed is live, we will be uh, live streaming, doing a viewing of the uh, proceedings in Fulton County with voter GA regarding the school board elections challenge. All right, so maybe we'll see you guys tomorrow morning. I'm gonna have to get some coffee. Otherwise, we'll see you guys in about 19 minutes over at the Speak Uneasy's channel. You guys have a great night. Be safe, be blessed. God bless America. We'll see you all tomorrow. Have a great evening. Bye-bye. Let's talk about Georgia. Uh, President Trump truthed about this earlier. Ballot images missing, right? Drop boxes with no video. And Disney's like, well, we don't care about that. We're gonna die on this hill. We're gonna be gay and we're gonna rape our children no matter what you say, because we are Disney. Uh, we don't normally run see in the dark uh, during the week. Uh, for those of you who are wondering, what the heck is this bald band talking about? Uh, you know, multiple broadcasts and shows come here on Mr. CTV channel. Uh, so you got your C report Monday through Friday in the evening hours, right? And uh, we do see in the dark, which is a late night weekend talk show kind of, you know, broadcast, right? So guys, watch out. We got a swamp creature coming to the screen. So look out now. Look out now. <laughs> oh no, it's wretched Gretchen Whitmer. Check out the Political Truth Apparel line. Covefe. Rhino hunting season. Secretary of Snakes. And more to come. Fun. Fashionable. Edgy. Cational. Go to Mr. C Online Store at www.thecreport.com. Click on the top right menu. Use coupon code 1776REBORN at checkout.